Hey, this is Aaron Holt. I'm the director of Lead the Generation. I'm joined today by my co-host, Gilbert Ackerman, youth pastor at Allison Park Church. We just want to say thanks for joining us today for the LTG Student Leadership Podcast. We believe that leadership is all about influence, so we want to help you discover new ways to reach your friends for Christ and lead your generation. If this podcast is helpful to you, it would mean the world to us if you'd write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share if you think this would benefit other students like you. Feel free to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our ministry and our guests. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people don't have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to the Student Leader Pot Shop. Oh, my goodness. That's, no, we're keeping it. That's standing there. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the Student Leadership Podcast. It's so good to have our guest with us this week. We have Tim Smith, the next-gen pastor from Faith Church in Somerville, South Carolina. Tim, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. I feel like Aaron's doing a little bit better than me after that intro, though. Gil, yeah. Gil thanks for saving me. That was yeah. rough. Well, I wanted to hijack it so that way it stayed in the final cut. I knew if I didn't say something quickly, then it would just get like removed and be like, oh, we just have to redo the intro. I was like, no, 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 no. I no, want no, that no. to stay we in We keep there. it real. We just keep it real on the podcast, so, you know. So you know, it's fun. Sometimes we ask really bad ice back, icebreaker questions. Iceback questions. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling today, but we're keeping everything that I say, and and I'll be the bun of all the jokes. And right? You know what's great though? Your 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 statement iceback actually leads us into our question for the day. Believe it or not. So here's the question for you, Tim. Uh, would you rather have a permanently can't do anything to fix it, permanently hairy back, or Ooh. permanently hairy thighs? Ooh. That's like a, that's like a, do you want to be a, a Sasquatch? You know, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Like which part of you? Yeah. Which part of you? All right. I, I think I got my answer and he, here's, here's the deal. I'll, I'm going to go permanently hairy back Ooh. And, and I'm going with permanently hairy back because listen, y'all I'm 34 and I've reached the point in my life that I no longer care about <laughs> having my shirt off at the pool anyways. That's so, a good that's a good season of life right there. Listen, I've learned if you wear a shirt in the pool or at the ocean, you don't got to put as much sunscreen on anyways. And so mm. I'll go hairy back because nobody's going to know anyways because I'm already covering it up. Does that mean you shave your legs, Tim? Is that what you're trying to tell everybody? I think that's what he's trying to say. Hey, I, listen, that's, man, that's this isn't the time or place to talk about that. Man. Were you a that's, swimmer? He was a swimmer. He was huh? a swimmer. I, I, can tell you. <laughs> I can barely float, dude. I can barely float. <laughs> Tim, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. And uh, man, this has already been fun. We're going to have you for three episodes all this week uh, and we're going to talk student leadership and uh, excited to hear some of your thoughts and uh, some of the different content you put together to encourage students that are out there today saying hey I want to be a better leader so let's jump into it uh, what do you got for this first episode hey so man I was just thinking about um, something that I've been learning a lot actually over the last two years and uh, it's, it's this thought of leaders choose to look past the obstacles and they look for opportunities. Hmm. And it's, and now don't get it twisted, there's nothing wrong with noticing the obstacles, there's nothing wrong with game planning on how to get around the obstacles, but if the obstacles are your focus, 
and you're looking past opportunities, you're doing it wrong. Um, and honestly, like that's kind of based out of John chapter nine, verses one through five. Um, if you, it's, it's a very well-known scripture. Jesus and the disciples are walking along and Jesus sees a man that was born blind. And then the disciples see a man that was born blind. And the disciples in verse two, they say, Hey, Rabbi, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? And then Jesus hits him back and says, it's not because of his sins or his parents' sins. This happened so that the power of God could be shown in him and that we must carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. And so you see that Jesus and the disciples are in the very same situation. They're walking up on the same path. They see the same man. They see the same problem but they're looking to assign uh, a fault for why this man's situation is the way that it is. And Jesus is saying, hey, let's not focus on whose fault it is. Let's actually focus on the miracle that's about to take place and the opportunity that is in front of us right now, that this man is this way so that God's power could be shown through him. It's not because of someone's fault. And I think, man, it's so important for us as leaders, student leaders to yes, notice obstacles, notice problems, but not have those things be our focus and get caught up in focusing on the problem. But look at the opportunity. Jesus saw that man in that moment as an opportunity to demonstrate God's goodness and power instead of saying, hey, let's place blame. And so I think that's a huge thing that us as leaders can hold on to. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's funny about that is I feel like that's, that's not like a super uncommon thought. Like I think a lot of people know that thought where, where, where that sticks for me personally is when I look at scripture and I go like, yeah, of course Jesus saw this as an opportunity because he sees people and all this stuff. It doesn't always feel like it holds up true in my own life though. Right? Like, I don't know so about you, real. but I think like, oh no, these aren't just opportunities. These are real problems that I have to like manage and consistently reminding myself like, oh, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. This is not a problem is really like the biggest sticking point right at least that is it is for me. well it's easy to preach that it's easy to teach that and then when you live it out in your own life you know that's where the challenge is right you know now i i gotta see it i gotta attempt to see it i have to learn to see it the same way that that jesus saw it right yeah and uh, boy that's where the challenge is at so tim i'm wondering what students do you have in your ministry you know you have your next gen pastor over multiple campuses of, of youth ministry so a lot of different students but which one jumps out at you which student jumps out at you as one who's really living this out how are they doing that yeah so one of our locations is in a town called goose creek and at our goose creek campus um, i'm not going to share their names just because of, of the sensitivity of their situation but there's these two guys um, that started coming to the youth ministry a little over a year ago and i remember walking in and seeing both of them be extremely disconnected sitting in the back arms crossed they kind of you know had a little bit of that trouble troublemaker uh vibe to them a little bit but if you look at them now Last night, one of them was actually leading worship for the youth ministry. Come on. The other one is known as the hype man for our entire youth ministry. Anytime anybody's all together, he is down at the front going crazy, dancing for Jesus, making all every single guest feel, feel welcome. And the reality is, is they don't come from a situation of your stereotypical kid that, oh, I love Jesus because my mom and dad raised me in church because I'm a pastor's kid or any of that. Both of them come from extremely broken homes. One of them actually right now is in a huge um, dispute between family members on who does he get to live with? Who does he have to live with? Wow. One of them has had uh, the police called multiple times in the middle of the night because there are unsafe things happening at this place that he lives. But they have both fallen deeply in love with Jesus, despite of their situation. 
despite of the fact that they don't know where they're gonna sleep at night, they don't know where they're gonna live, they don't know what's going on with their family members half the time, but they've fallen in love with Jesus in spite of those problems. They've actually looked at each other and said, hey, we're gonna hold each other accountable um, and love each other well to ensure that we become who God has created us to be and not fall into the patterns that our family has fallen into. And man, they recognize the reality of their situation. They know their situation, but they've chosen to focus on Jesus instead of focus on the problem so much. And I am so proud of those two, two guys um, just to see where they were, where they are, but man, also where they're going and they're going to get to where God has created them to be because they have chosen to focus on Jesus, to focus on the opportunities that are set before them instead of the of where they've come from or where they're even at right now. Yeah, you know, and I, I think of kind of like a comparison here with this. Um, so I've, I've heard whenever people get diagnosed like with cancer, right, and there's like a bad thing in front of them, one of the things that they tell them is like, focus on the things that you can do still, focus on the exercises you can do, the food you should eat and like can still be eating. Don't be focusing on like the chemo and getting locked into that because if you do, it actually does something to your emotions. It does something to your mind, does something even to your spirit where it starts to make you feel clouded and defeated. But like like those like those two guys you were saying, like, like choosing to focus on Jesus and the opportunity it brings joy, it brings peace, it brings stability, it brings longevity. So do do me a favor here, Tim. What's something that students can do here to begin to do this? Like what's what's like a small step they can take? Maybe they're more like a younger Gil and they're eternally pessimistic and don't know how to view everything as like if you use only as a problem instead of no opportunities, what can they do to start making this this mind shift? Yeah, so there's there's three action points I think that we could take. Um, so in our life, it's easy for us, I think, to focus on our problems, but even sometimes see other people as problems, see other people as issues. And as a leader, man, for us to move beyond seeing people as problems, I think it's important for us to um, make, number one, make space for dialogue. It's so important uh, to be having intentional conversations to sometimes sit and listen to people that don't look like you, that don't come from your same background, uh, that have completely different viewpoints, that maybe are in different parts of their faith journey with Jesus. And making space for dialogue is huge. And honestly, even if there's issues in your own life, I think it's huge to make space for dialogue with somebody that is um, a little bit farther along in their faith journey than you and say, hey, this is an issue that I just can't seem to get past. What do I do? Instead of wrestling with it all on your own and trying to just muster up all the strength and uh, to, to fix it on your own, man, make space for dialogue and process that with some people. Um, another thing we can do is we can make space for grace. We can make space for grace. Is man, The Bible talks um, about we need to actually make an allotment for grace with one another, is that we need to go into relationships. We need to approach people with the mentality of, I'm going to need to give, uh, to be ready to give out grace um, in moments that I'm maybe not even aware of it or that I'm not expecting or may usually be pretty difficult for me. So we need to have grace with people instead of seeing them as problems. I mean, you also need to make space for grace with yourself. I don't know about you, but I am so hard on myself. It's one of the reasons why I have such a hard time looking at opportunities. Man, I, when I wake up in the morning, man, I notice my zits. I notice every single thing. That, I notice all my grays that are popping up in my hair right now. And so, man, I, I, I focus on the problems. And I think it's so important for us to make space for grace with others, but also with ourselves. Because God, man, God's given so much grace uh, to us already. And then lastly, I think we can make space for generosity. Um, and here's what I mean by that is, I think that when we see a need, we need to be ready to meet the need. 
that we need to be prepared to meet the need. Oftentimes we see a need and we only see it as a problem because we don't feel equipped to meet the need. But if we are ready to meet the need, whether it's through offering grace, whether it's through offering opportunity, whether it's through offering prayer, friendship, resources, whatever it is, and students, you can do this, you can do this. Um, I, I think that it would make a huge difference in us just focusing on an obstacle, but seeing the opportunity to also meet the need. I think I love it's it. huge. That's so good, Gil, and it's so practical. Tim, thanks so much. Um, really looking forward to hearing stories uh, of how students begin to like put this into practice in their life um, during the school year, during the summer months that are coming up, right? Um, love what you're saying too about give yourself grace. I think I'm really tough on myself where, you know, I can be overly hard on myself and and, and not allowing myself like, okay, just it's, it's, it's right. You know, you missed it that time, but next time see the opportunity. So. Tim, really looking forward to the next couple episodes that we have with you this week. Yes, sir. Um, thanks for joining us for this one. We're going to catch you again um, for the next two episodes. And uh, students, I hope this content has been helpful to you. If it has, do us a favor. Uh, share it with your friends. Tag us on social media at LTG Conference. You can find me at Aaron Holt. And you can find me at Gilbo Swaggins. And remember, students, you're called to lead your generation. We encourage you to lead with passion for Christ and love for others.